Welcome to To Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. Yep, this is a podcast where we talk about Doctor Who, which is a TV programme. Wow. <laughs> I just I let people know that. <laughs> if you've been no, listening to us sorry. for a long time know, and still haven't sussed that out. I, don't, I thought I'd just try something different. It didn't work out. Uh, we are in season eight of Doctor Who. Uh, <laughs> which is a TV program. <laughs> you okay? I, yeah, I'm fine. Are you I'll, get, okay? I'll get with it in a second. Okay. Um, well, yeah, okay, that will go with, like, so we're busy again. <laughs> yes, we are. That's September's awful. That is the update. Not, like, Seeds of Death busy, where I had to record at work. No. But I feel, like, very close to that Very point. close. It took us 20 minutes to sort out a week. Like through going through diary. diaries, yeah, yeah. like yeah. as in twenty minutes of talking, and then I turn the pressure. Like, oh my god, we've just done one week. That yeah. took so long to plan. I feel, I feel like I am getting to that seeds of death point, but um, it'll be fine. We'll just get through September, and September's then September's we'll not great. But then after that, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. They so, say like, why we're, we're, we're reco- fine. We're recording in person again because yeah. we weren't going to, and then we did. Yeah, so that's good. That was a surprise for you. Yeah, I was like, was I'm nice. going to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's easier to edit when we're both together as well. To be honest, it's quicker. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was Terry the Autons last week. Off to a, a good start. Yeah, we enjoyed that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And it's Mind of Evil this week. <laughs> so uh, we watched. Five separately, and we've just watched episode six together. Which was a surprise, because I thought it was seven episodes, not six. Oh, well, a nice surprise, probably. Nice I'd... surprise, yeah. Yeah. It's sort, of, it's sort of new to me, in a way, this one. In fact, actually, season eight is quite new to me. I have seen them, but maybe only once or twice. Oh. And I was thinking, because you know I say, oh, my favourite stories, and yeah, know, yeah. the ones, they always are the ones that I've, saw first or came out on video first back mm. in the day they're the ones that i have that connection to connection to yeah but you know like i was saying like terror the autons i never had on video this one is towards the end of the videos so i didn't i didn't get them and so i only watched this first time on dvd so actually season eight is fairly uh you know it's not one that i had as a child no see, okay interesting see what I mean. so yeah yeah coming into this i probably wouldn't have been able to tell you like the full story so there were some nice bits for me sort of going through like that I didn't expect yeah yeah I, you know that I just I'm not familiar with so that was quite nice we're still on earth and we have the master back again yeah were you expecting him back so soon yes really yes okay. because he's stuck on earth yeah I know but there's other things in on earth and I don't know I just felt like he's a good character he was obviously stuck on earth and I did expect him back I just did how are you feeling about Unit at the moment and how... Okay, I really like this season. Okay, okay, it's only the second story. But so but... far, I quite like it. I feel like Unit don't annoy me in the same way. Um, but are you just more familiar with them? No, I don't know. Maybe. There's not as much, like, gunfighty shootout scenes. I think the Master is a really great addition because he's, like, a nemesis... like. It's almost like having another doctor around in that way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, well, it's that funny really helps. I know he's only just come in, but he feels like part of their 
gang in a way. He really he's does. Yeah, yeah. Ready. Yeah. He re- <laughs> and I think actually Joe really helps because Joe's very kind and sympathetic. She reminds me a lot of Vicky. Like mm. Earth Vicky. Okay. In terms of the way her character is, because she's very kind and very thoughtful and caring and sensitive in that way. To the doctor's not so sensitive. Right, okay. Well, you know? we'll, we'll go to those yeah, yeah. But there's, but, yeah so sorry, so, about, sorry. I, sorry, yeah. So overall, I would say, actually, I feel like with Joe being that more... Sorry, just going back, Liz wasn't. Liz no. and the doctor could be sort of like, you know... Together. <laughs> what? So what is that? Like they could be scientists together. Yeah, mean? yeah, and like team up together, and that worked really well. But actually, I feel like Joe really complements to the parts of the Doctor that we don't get. And I think at this point, I feel like Joe. I feel really settled with Joe. Actually, mm, that's that's interesting that it's so early on. In yeah, there, because. Last time, you weren't that impressed. She was all right, wasn't she? And you thought the acting wasn't maybe amazing. But yeah. it's her first story, maybe just finding the character a bit. Yeah. And I sort of, I agreed with that. I know what Joe's like a bit later on. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's anything like she is in Terror of the Autons or in this. So for me, it's interesting watching in order, and I'll see that progression. Yeah. Because the Joe that I think of is, you know, next, is a couple of, you know, later stories. Yeah, yeah. Um and I felt she was still a little bit... It was not the Joe in this one either. I didn't think it was as bad as the last and story. I, I don't know why I keep picking up on the acting. I just thought, oh, maybe it's some of the lines. Maybe... Okay, in this, though, you could swap Joe out and put Liz in... No, as the medic ...looking after the guy in the prison. Not in the same way. The medical not guy. in the same way. Um, well, Liz was head of personal relations or whatever in the Silurians, you know. Yeah. And she looked after people and stuff. I could see... Liz would do it in a different way, though. Yeah. Joe's, like, the caring... uh, She's a lot more sensitive. More sensitive, yeah. Maybe. And actually, Joe doesn't do as much in this. She's not... No, she doesn't. But... So maybe that's why she's not as, like, noticeable for the good and the bad. But she didn't annoy me. Like, the first episode, she didn't annoy me. That's bad. But she's not, no. I don't find her... Some of the lines, annoying. I was a bit like, ooh, in yeah, the first story. That, yeah. This one, not as much. Well. Okay, not as much, but I did feel like, ooh, yeah, ooh, it's a bit... But I feel like this one, I got this side of Joe where I was... I, I really felt like I was like, I get where she works in this, with yeah. this dynamic. I really felt like I get how that works. I can see how that meshes and... She's a really good complement to the Doctor in well, that way. They are already a team now. Yes. Very quickly. Very quick. Like, it's a really safe team in those two. Mm. Where and, and also, I said to you, just before we came down, actually, to record, like, I really like, in this season, the Doctor and the Brigadier's relationship because there's, like, a respect, but it's almost like a really old married couple. Mm, yeah and I really like that now because he is sort of like stuck with you and he says sort of some stuff with the brigadier like it's but you can tell there's almost whereas last season I didn't feel there was I felt there was genuine like frustration maybe because he had Liz that was his equal now in that sense now there's no equal but he's got someone in Joe that works with the doctor's compassionate side or lack of like because the doctor does have some form of compassion and i find that when he's with more compassionate characters it makes him more compassionate 
Yeah, well, Joe is so different. She is like that secretary type character and the doctor doesn't sort of suffer fools so when he's up against these scientist people all these ministry people or anything yeah or if he's visiting you know in the prison or something and then joe's there to sort of calm things down and she might talk to someone and have a word yeah she's she's much different to liz in that way she's not useless she's not like the useless yeah very much a bit like vicky in that intelligent but still so the doctor can explain stuff to her yeah i still don't like the way in terms of the doctor okay i'm warming to, I'm, i can't help it i just can't help being well not negative but with the third doctor i don't maybe i i don't know i feel like i was much more positive in the 60s it's just taking me still this time to get used to this doctor and this i still feel like he's a bit i don't like it when he talks down or shut up joe or don't be so stupid or you know stuff like that when he to to her like when it's to other people it's fine but when it's to her i don't know i just don't like that i know it's really far ahead but let's just talk about the coffee cup scene okay right the last scene (laughs) which is a very good example it's so it's hilarious because joe's upset that barnum is is died at the end and was left and And she says like she's like oh "Oh, we shouldn't have left him yeah and then he goes why do you think i feel yeah and she goes oh sorry Yes, I know, Joan, I know. I should never have left him there. How do you think I feel? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Have some coffee. Like, as if his feelings are different somehow. She has to apologise. So, like, he's like... As if, you know, oh, well, I obviously feel it more. Why would you feel it more? Joe spent more time with him, if anything. <laughs> Joe was the one looking after him. Of course she's upset. And then he goes to give her the coffee cup. Here, have a coffee. And then goes to hand it her. And then as she's reaching for it, moves it out the way and puts it on the table. So she has to reach over. We were pissing ourselves. Oh, yeah, like, we like, like, he's like, drink your coffee. No, like, Ew. What a bitch move. It's like, here, have your coffee. Oh, got to move for it. Exactly. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just don't like that side. And it, it's he's been caring, but just <laughs> so it's weird. Just, it is. It's weird, isn't it? That's the side that I don't like. There are lots. There are lots of sides of the third Doctor I do like. Yeah. I just haven't really seen it all yet. I. I mean, he was so much more charming in Spearhead from Space to like now, and he's very settled and he's got his job and he's how long he's been working for Unit, I don't know. So maybe, you know, he's got that relationship with everyone. But still, I. He feels a little bit calmer now. Whereas, like, the first. <laughs> sorry, in... sorry, hang on, sorry. I've got a poster of the third doctor, <laughs> Joe the Master and the Brigadier. Right, so there's a massive picture of John Pertwee just to the side of Sarah, and, I, and I'm talking when I'm talking about the third doctor. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at this picture of John Pertwee pointing at me. I can't help looking over pointing, at it. He's pointing at me right now. I can't help it. I was literally just talking to to those guys on the wall. I'm so sorry. But you, on the other hand, and you, yeah. and you. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Carry on. Sorry. Um, when I think of like the last season with him. He was a lot more angsty, a lot more like, I've got to get off here, I've got to get off here. He's a lot more resigned to the fact that he's here, that he's working, that this is what Mm. it is right now. Well, because he's off on 
again, it starts off straight at the prison. The Doctor and Joe go off to see this demonstration yeah. of the Keller machine. They're doing that. The Brigadier's got his other story going on with the World Peace Conference. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So, you you know, you're setting up... And I think viewers are used to that by now, you know, a season and a half in. This is how it is. I mean, it was yeah. just like that for the Silurians even. Yeah. Straight ahead. Off he goes to visit something or he's in the middle of something. Yeah. So that's the format. And... um I, I do like that. I'm used to that now. I don't mind the Earth stuff now. No, same. I've, and I feel it's because he's accepted it rather than the last yeah. one, which was constant. And not, yeah, I don't cause, even cause miss before, a TARDIS. Well, no, because before he was always trying to fix the TARDIS and be like, I need to get this done. I want to go yeah. as soon as possible. Or he'd be we talking about it. We don't have any no. of that, no. No. Uh, okay, there was a little bit last in Autons, wasn't there, when he, with the circuit and stuff. But I suppose he knows now that the Master's there and he that's his... And the master's going to turn up at some point, so yeah. we might as well just wait around. Interesting setting the prison. The idea, actually, again, this is Doctor Who doing stuff in the 70s. So the Keller machine is designed to sort of get rid of like evil impulses and, what is it, sort of rehabilitate prisoners. And it does remind me, right, so I was having this conversation at work with someone, right? Of course, go on. Um, we'll talk about like true crime and stuff. So if, and I'm going to ask you this question now, so if you had the opportunity to sit and talk with a serial killer, would you have that? In, would you do that or not? Depends who. Mm. Um, and I don't know why, and I don't know what difference that makes. Fine, okay. okay. But, like, there's some where I just think I, like, no, it just repulses me. No. But then there's some... There's a fascination that, there's like a, isn't there? Yeah, there's, like, a how do you work? Yeah. But also, I think maybe part of that is like, I, d- I also wouldn't want to encourage that. Mm. Like, oh, you know. And yeah. well, then we got on to like thinking about can you rehabilitate people like that? Like, this is a really, you know, this concept is really interesting. Well, can you do that? You say that. So, I, <laughs> I've recently been watching on Netflix Girls Incarcerated. Okay, right. Which I highly recommend. It's like an emotional roller coaster. And it's a ju- it, the law there basically is if you're in juvenile, you don't get a record as such, but you have to go to juvie and you don't give you're not given a sentence. You're not said like, okay, you're you're in here for 9 months. You have to do a program. Okay. And then basically once you've completed the program and they feel that you tick all things, then you can leave. So you might only be in for, like, four months. You could be in for, like, a year. You know, basically, you've got to do the programme. The programme involves, like, education, so you're working towards getting, like, your high school diplomas and stuff like that. And they have, like, an 80% success rate, and it is amazing. And, you know, usually the people that are in there... Now, this is also a much milder case in that, you know, these usually, like... They haven't murdered people, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. They've done things, but they haven't mm. murdered people. But it's really interesting because a lot of these girls that are in there, you know, some have been abused, some have been like some have drug problems and stuff, and usually they have to try and get them off for drugs as well and things. And then usually they leave and they're going back into their situations that they came from, of mm. course. So it's not like, you know, they have to go back home, and it's usually home where they've been around the wrong people or things that, you know, that's their situation. It's 
fascinating, but it has a very high success rate. Uh, and you see these girls and they're completely like, they do, they're like, not transformed, but they are. They're like, their lives are changed from it. And I think like this idea of you go and you're not going to have this criminal record for life and people are going to give you time and they have counselling every day and they, like, they work on them to become people, like good people. And, you know, usually it's reasons why they've been in there. Now that I find fascinating. It's, I highly, highly recommend it. It's on my like highly recommended list, Girls Incarcerated. Now, people that kill usually, not always, but usually are like might have some sort of disorder yeah and that's a very different thing it is yeah it's a very different thing to like doing a crime and going for a rehabilitation that's program. the thing like the girls incarcerated if you had the keller machine and said to them yeah. this will take out your antisocial behavior and your thing you're great but you're going back into an environment yeah that's just gonna that's like just gonna re that's not gonna help that's not no. Necessarily. There's needs because to be other steps. Because the reality is these girls, when they the leave, line. they're clean. They're not yeah, on drugs, exactly. they're clean, yeah. all that. But, yeah. you know, you, situations can be, you know, maybe not home, mm. but they could have been around other family members. Like, it's it's yeah. fascinating. And but then yeah. this is the thing with, this is like serial killers and the death penalty and stuff like that, is can you rehabilitate? And, you know... A lot of the time, okay, so there was a story on my favourite murder podcast because I always listen to that. So there's this guy, he killed these girls, went out murdered, like two girls, and yep. it was one of the first cases where they used DNA, put him away. A lot of the time, these sentences aren't enough. There's only like a certain amount the law can do, which is ridiculous. Yeah, like he gets like however many years. 35, 40 years parole for good behaviour and all this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the med- you know, the medical people, they you know, they evaluate them and then they say, look, he will do this again if you let him out. There needs to be a pro, and that often yeah. there isn't a programme. And good behaviour, yeah, okay, you're going to stay and do what you're told in there because you want to get out. Once you get out, though, you're going to do it again and this is yeah. what happens. And this guy, like, he's out there, he has day trips to Bristol and Cardiff. Mm. He's on a day thing where they can go out and come back. But at the end of the day, you killed two people. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you ever be rehabilitated? I mean, something like the Keller machine where you take everything, like Barnum, yeah. is like completely like childlike. That's like really extreme. You're like taking on... It's like a sort of... I mean, I think some of this was inspired by like Clockwork Orange t- style. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can see the the influence there. But it's an interesting subject. Can you actually do that? And oh, this is funny. When I went to jury service, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, of course. When I went to jury service, literally this was the first... I walked in and I sat down... And sat next to Wendy, my friend who I made, Wendy. And I was helping her with her forms because she didn't know what she was doing. I felt like I worked there after like five minutes. I was like, Wendy, you need to fill this form in and this form in. This is what we're all doing. Mark was so excited was for there. jury service. I love jury service. And then there was this older man. He was reading the paper. And he was like, oh, I've done this like three times. And he went, I think they should just bring back the death penalty. And then Wendy was like, oh, yeah, I think they should as well. You know, for like kiddie murders and stuff. I think they should. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I've just sat down here for the first five minutes. But, you know, it's a strong... Oh, well, there's, people have so many different opinions about it. But yeah. I just think... Oh, sorry, we've gone on about the prison system too much now. But, like, if you murder someone, if you're, like, a serial killer or something, I think you need to stay inside. I don't think you should have day trips out to shopping in Cardiff and stuff. No. 
But then what happens is people just have like a few drugs or whatever. They're made an example of, kept in prison for years and years and years. Yeah. Ruins their life. And then they're like, oh, we've got to let these serial killers out on good behaviour because we haven't got enough room in all the prisons. Yeah. And then they they will go out and do it again. There's so many stories. I listen to so many crime podcasts. Of course you do. Where they're let out for good behaviour and they go off and kill someone again. Yeah. Because, but then the prisons don't want them because they're too much. Like, and it's just, oh, it's just ridiculous. And the thing so, is, when the trouble is coming out of prison, you're in there for, you know, I don't know, however long, five, six years. Mm. That's all you know. Yeah. Society's changed so much in five, mm. six years. And what you're coming out to, you know, you is everything again. You have yeah. to sort of like, this is why people end up back in prison because it's like, well, I know it. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. and and they just end up there's no like there's not things in place for like people getting back into society. Mm. Um I'm off the death penalty in the I sense I mean I didn't say I was, but No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not because sometimes people can be miss like that you have to be really sh- well Really, way, really sure. sure in a way, I suppose. Yeah, you know because I mean? like, like this, but then they put someone. They said this person did it. They went to prison. In, oh, that happens all the time. They went so to prison. They went through the court. They, they went through guilty. Yeah, yeah. They went to court, and then it like, turns out that they absolutely no, they didn't. No. Now, can you imagine if it had killed that person? Like, exactly, okay, you yeah. killed someone, death penalty. Exactly. Yeah, it's you um, know, it does sometimes happen, and I think yeah. for like for those cases, you can't really. You just no. can't. I bet you someone's working on something like that I just like don't know if I believe in that. But I don't know. Yeah, again, that is, you're changing that person. Another yeah. side of that, though, maybe that person wants to change. Yeah, if, they, if it's a choice. I think, yeah. I think if it's a choice, that's but a very thing is, though, thing. in here, they're bringing these prisoners in. I mean, I... I mean, Barnum, we see him after the after the yeah, machine. I want to know what Barnum did. I want to know what Barnum did. I mean, I don't think Barnum is a serial killer. I don't think so. I, I think, think it's very... Barnum's probably just like a petty criminal. Yeah, but we've just seen... the. We haven't seen the criminal real Barnum. We've seen the child after machine yeah. Barnum. So it's, that's really interesting, isn't it? And he's a sympathetic character. Because yeah. He's, but actually, yeah, he could have been a murderer. But you know what? That, it's weird that we down, just don't know what he did. Joe, if Joe brought him that food... At the, you know, at the end, or made him a coffee or whatever, and she brought him some chocolates. Yeah. What if you said to Joe, oh, by the way, he is a triple murderer or something like that, would she be like, oh, you know, still have that? That's interesting, isn't it? Would yeah. that character still... I don't know. <laughs> it's weird that, like, we have no idea what he did. No, I mean, they don't, they're not going to say it. No, of course they're not. Like but this, they could have but... said, they could have just said he was a, pet, a petty criminal. Yeah. And we're taking away his urges to Maybe. rob. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it probably is knowing 70s Doctor Who, yeah. But, yeah. Um... yeah, I wondered whether he was going to, like, be more of a. I don't know, because he was the last one, wasn't he? I thought it was going to be something where, like, because he was the last one, he was going to end up turning and being evil. They'd taken it mm. away and then it would go back, something like that. That was the plan of the machine, the 113th person, that thing, you know. Mm. But, uh, no, it didn't. No, no. And actually, the actor that plays him is in George and Mildred the movie, if anyone wants to. <laughs> That's where I recognised him from. <laughs> I recognised really him from bad... something as well. well. He's also he's in another Doctor Who as well, but I think he's in around quite a few films and stuff in the 70s. I recognised his face. George and Mildred the movie is not a good movie, unfortunately. Aww. It's uh, it's pretty bad. Um and we'll, we'll leave that there. George, you're about as much fun as a wet weekend in High Wycombe. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Truffles, there's Anne. Anyway, that's all I can quote. 
<laughs> That's probably more than most people can. Nimble fingers, part 136. Knit yourself a glamorous evening gown. That's what it said. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it. Now. Anyway. Um... But you've listened to me before. You've made something sound really interesting. No, it's terrible. No, it's a bad film. It's a is bad it? Film. Is it like Name of the Rose? Oh, it's completely different. No, it's just a really bad comedy film. But I just love the for anyway. our listeners, Mark convinced me to watch Name of the Rose because he was like, "Well, Sean Connery is a detective monk." I was like, "Oh, that sounds Sean Connery interesting." Is a detective monk, yeah. But he made it sound really like whew, intriguing and interesting, and it was so fucking boring <laughs> I was like anyway. what am I watching what has he got me doing right, we get, well, let's get back to the mind of evil we've well gone off track um, <laughs> as I say it's a really good concept and then you have this mysterious death that this machine then suddenly that, that, do you remember the guy who's drowned anything in his medical history yes I called his hospital he suffered from a fear of certain animals no. which ones well, apparently in the laboratory he was absolutely terrified of rats got done by rats and stuff because it brings out like your greatest fear basically and yeah. then turns it against you and everything yeah okay here's the thing if the killer machine got you what would you see <laughs> i genuinely don't know <laughs> i would either see dead birds or balloons that is why. so balloons, true i'm a bit better with balloons but no you're not i don't know mark yeah, if I there's a balloon in the room you do yeah. not like it yeah i would see balloons. but do you see what the doctor saw he saw... So random. He saw Dalek. There was a Dalek voice. That you could see a war machine. Yeah. You could see a Zabi. And you could see um, a Cyberman, couldn't you? Uh, I think so. There was loads, yeah. There was loads. So that, was, that was funny. The Dalek voice was a bit off, I thought. We haven't had a Dalek since, like, Evil of the Daleks. Um, Long mate, Rain. And I thought it was really scary when the Master saw the Doctor, like, laughing. You know, like, a big... It was sort of like super... That was really scary. The way yeah. it was lit made him look really evil. It was yeah. like... <laughs> that creeped me out. I'm trying to think. What would it be? What do I get really scared of? Like, um, yeah, I mean, like a room of dead birds like, I've got to walk across. Or actually a room birds, of Birds, generally. I've a bit, I'm not great you'd with like, birds. <gasps> you'd be like, no. I'd be like... Like, I've been told not to watch the birds. By birds. I love the birds. No, oh, I've been told not to watch Have you not seen it? it? No. It's one of my favourite films. I oh, know. I've been told not to because I'm not great with birds. Uh, when I, oh, years ago, I was a teenager, I'm sure I've said this story. So sorry. My friend came over to get a football from my house and it was in the garage. And our house has like a weird vacuum. So if you don't lock the garage door, if you open any door in the house, it will open. So I opened the garage door, found the football and was like, oh, should we check if it needs pumping up? And I bounced it and out of nowhere, this giant blackbird appeared, went nuts and we, like, ran out of the garage. I shut my friend in by accident, got him out, shut it, <laughs> shut it all. I just shut it, and we were like, shit. Oh, where did that come from? This giant blackbird. Cue, like, 40 minutes later, we open a door in the house. I hadn't locked the garage door, and I just shut it. So the garage door opens, blackbird gets in the house, and he's going absolutely bonkers in our house. Like, it's just, it just went nuts, and it's just attacking us, and it's going crazy. Mum was like, ring your dad, go ring your dad. And I was in, we were in there with the dog. And so I managed to run through, like, dive, like, dive bombing bird at me. And I was running through, running through the line, shut the door behind me. And I rang my dad on the house phone. And all I could hear in the background was my mum, like, ah, ah, Molly, that's the dog. Molly, save Molly, ah. Like, and I could not stop laughing because I'm safe now. I'm not in the room with the bird. And um, so by the time my dad answered the phone, I'm up, and all I could get out was, 
dad, bird, attacking mum, <laughs> and the dog come home. Like, like literally through like bits of last, it's all I could get out. And he was just at a friend's house. He just went, okay, I don't know what you're going on about. I'll see you home in an hour. And I hung up. And um, she was like, where is he? And I was like, he's not coming. And so then we managed to like get the doors open to the garden and just leave him. She must get in and eventually it got out. But it was absolute carnage. And so I remember going to like bird parks as a kid, absolutely fine. But mm. since then, I'm like, and especially in Cardiff, because the seagulls are about the size yeah, of like bird, small dogs. Yeah. So I will just, I, I'm not a great fan. Little no, birds, I'm, not, I'm fine. Yeah. But like, I'm if they're like a bit bigger. Bird, yeah. I mean, I'm probably worse now. Like, dead birds is a... I don't know why. I know why. But I had a trauma. Shall I tell you my... Well, I'll tell everyone my lockdown trauma. This was right at the beginning (laughs) of lockdown. Oh. Like, the first time... Actually, it was when I was actually going back to work the first time. I've been in for many months or whatever. I'm going out. And so I've got the front door of the flat. And then there's, like, the actual front door outside. And the letterbox, there's no... It's just a hole, sort of, like... It's like an old-fashioned door, so there's no flap or anything. So there's like a sort of airlock bit between the front door and everything. So I opened my flat door, and there was a sparrow that obviously got through the letterbox and was just in this sort of airlock bit. Really made me jump. So I opened the door, I saw it, and then I saw my cat running, and I thought, oh, no, the cat's going to get the bird. There's this bird flying around. I don't want it to get in the flat. So I just slammed the front door back, and I was like, right, I need to deal with it. And... Unfortunately, <laughs> when I slammed the door, I accidentally slammed the sparrow's head in the door and crushed it. It's not funny. And I screamed and ran away. And I was like, oh my God. And I came back and it's just it's dead. I like it, just the, the timing. The moment I slammed the door was the moment it came towards me and it just blam. I just got it. I just got its neck. I like. It was so traumatic. It was horrible. I know. It was absolutely horrible. I just screamed and ran away. I killed a, I killed a sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> I need the Kellen machine. <laughs> it's not funny. Do the Kellen machine but to get you rid te- of that I trauma. remember you telling me this. It was horrible. And I could not stop it laughing. It was so bad. Because, like, you, it was an accident, Mark. Okay, you didn't purposely go out and kill a bird. Right. Okay, right. Now we've relived our traumas. Thanks, <laughs> like, Mark. Sorry, everyone. Um, so the World Peace Conference is happening. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Chin Lee. She's acting suspiciously. Yes, Captain Chin Lee, what can I do for you? Brigadier, an outrage has been committed against the Chinese People's Delegation. As you are in charge of security arrangements, we hold you directly responsible. Yeah, she's quite a good character. And because she, she's like having to go to the Brigadier for stuff and the Brigadier's like, oh, it's... It's interesting that UNIT here now, apart from being sort of, instead of being sort of an X-Files thing, they're just like World Peace Conference organisers yeah. for some reason. Yeah, of course. <laughs> She's the working master. for the master. Yeah, that was a good reveal, actually, because I was expecting him back soon, but even when he came, I was like, ooh. Mm. So, yeah. And the filming is really good in... Because she's saying that these documents are, like, stolen or whatever, but she's got them, and she's burning them in a bin in a park full of kids. Did you notice how many kids are in that park? <laughs> <laughs> like, and they go back later on, the doctor, I think, walks past. It's just full of all these kids just running around. Why would you... Like, literally, broad daylight. <laughs> yeah, it must have been half-term. Broad daylight, burn all your documents in a bin in front of all the children. <laughs> I just thought it was really odd. Um, but it looked it looked cool, though. There are many like, things odd about this episode, though. 
And um, when Benton is sent to follow her, I didn't really get the connection with the Keller machine because it turns out she helped set it up or something uh, under hypnotism, I guess. Hypnosis. Hypnosis. She sort of knocks him out and he he loses her and there's all of that. And it's yeah, so, yeah. We're going, it reminded me a lot of Ambassadors of Death, this one. The sort of James Bond moments a little bit. Yeah, sort of early espionage. it did. As it went on, as it, it went didn't. on. Well, then you have yeah, okay, a little bit later on with the missile, and then you in ambassadors, you have the space shuttle. Do you know? Maybe you know, because I did things. it in chunks, this mm. felt like very. We'll put it this way: when the driver came back, <laughs> yeah. and I went, he was in the first story. Mark was like, "No, I was like, oh, wait, oh wait, yeah, this story's been that long." <laughs> um, so I'll just go through a few more, three other notes that I've got. Just talking about Chinley, Yates is up to his old tricks again. He calls her. Uh, a bit of a dolly. Yeah. He says to the brigadier, oh, no, Yates, please. <laughs> <laughs> and well, the Chinese delegate gets killed and he, it's a, the dragon isn't a, possibly the greatest moment, is it? Where No. <laughs> when did I say, I was like, have you been watching Mind of Evil? And you were like, yeah, I'm up to like episode three. And I was like, oh yeah, with the dragon. You were like, what dragon? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I can't even remember it, so it wasn't great. Uh, so the doctor is asked to come back and in- investigate. So we've got these mysterious deaths and the peace conference, and it's not always sort of clear how they connect. No. But you need that in a six-part story. I really like the scene where the brigadier and the doctor go to the Chinese delegate and the doctor knows Chinese. Oh, yeah, exactly. Of course love he does. That. Of course he does. And he's like... You are like he's proper impressed. He's he's and like the doctor's just like on, and the brigadier's just sat there like oh, great. <laughs> I love that. Joe stays at the prison while the doctor comes back to help the brigadier. We have Corporal Bell working for units. She's on the phone a lot. She makes a coffee, but she's helping out the brigadier. Her. She's a lady in the office at the beginning. You don't remember Corporal Bell? No, sorry. Oh, no. I don't. I was all ready to add her to Women of Who. Sorry, I don't remember at all. You don't remember her at all? No. Oh. So I, was, I do remember the really annoying guy, though, that joined UNIT. Oh, well, okay, so later on there's another guy who's not like one of the regular, not Yates no. or Benton. Yeah, he was a bit odd, wasn't he? This yeah. extra UNIT character. I was like, why is he like... Talking back to the yeah, brigadier. Yeah, he was like, really disrespectful to the brigadier. You don't do that. He, I thought he was like higher up than the brigadier making... No, he was just he wasn't. Odd. I thought yeah. he was going to turn out to be a spy or like there yeah. was going to be like fake army or something. Yeah, it was odd. Actually, going back to Chin Lee. So the lady that plays Chin Lee, well, one, she signed my DVD. Is she? Oh, if, if I open it, sorry. Sarah's just looking right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there she is. Mark, best wishes. <laughs> nice. And she is also she's been in something that we've watched before. Um so we watched ages and ages ago Arabian Nights. Mark was, makes me watch all okay, the best so things. So there was a channel for sort of year 2000 yeah. when sort of fantasy sci-fi was a bit budget and Doctor Who hadn't come back so nobody really cared about stuff but this was like the big sort of it was on Easter or something. Of course. Arabian Nights, so you did... It was like Aladdin, Alibaba and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And she plays Aladdin's mum in it. <laughs> like, I can't go. remember it specifically, but yes. It was like... Did it... Was it Grey Scott as the... No, no, I remember I remember and... it, but I don't remember specific, like... Oh, yes, oh, okay. the mum. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. so Aladdin... Yeah, so anyway, she's... She was Isn't there. there a bit where he makes a chocolate palace or something and it melts or something something like that anyway she's really good in that as well anyway so she's still she's still going 
selecting. <laughs> well, she was in 2000 in Arabian yeah, in Nights. 2000 in Arabian Nights. I met her, what, a couple of years ago, actually. So, yeah. you know, she was really nice. And actually, you don't see her for the rest of the story. She's just sort of in the beginning, she gets dehypnotized, and then she's off. Yeah. So you, yeah. Do, you sort of have two sections of the. Which is, yeah, like you said, keeps it going. And you said about there's not been all the unit fighting, and that was one of our things that we didn't like before. But actually, instead of all the unit fighting, you have all the prisoners fighting. So the stuntmen still get a job, they're just yeah. dressed as different people. I didn't mind the fighting when they were break when unit took over the prison. Well, did you notice, like, even when all the prison riots and stuff, you just hear them, you don't really see yeah, everybody yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but no, good action sequence and a mm. good background. Like, and I don't know if you noticed the picture in this, still a bit funny. So this was all black and white, only right. exists in black and white for a long time. And when the video came out, there was it was pretty much black and white. Okay. Uh, so they recolorized it for the DVD. Oh, okay. So all color versions were destroyed, unfortunately. Of course. So not enough to rant about, unless someone, I don't think someone would. Are you done with your rants about yeah, this? Yeah, well, they're not missing, are they? They just need a bit of color, so. Okay. <laughs> I can't really rant can I no you can't and you know you're experiencing this yourself so exactly exactly hashtag um, neighbours I'm I don't know I'm sure everybody is going to be like what you're talking about now but what was the master trying to actually do with the Keller machine okay so he wants the missile to like destroy earth or something right yeah. but was the Keller machine to take over the prison, so he had uh, like an army of think people maybe, to get yeah. the missile. Is that yeah. all it was? Yeah, but it's odd. Why would you want a load of people that are without bad impulse? Because you surely want the bad people to do bad things because with you. Because it's this creature inside, yeah, which the master's got from wherever that feeds on it. So he needs to feed it to give it power. I don't know. I wasn't sure if he was like supporting it somehow in exchange for something like i don't know what the end goal here he was he wouldn't have left it there or he left it cuz we have a bit of a siege don't we and joe's locked up with the doctor yeah. and back and forth you have you always have a bit of that don't you also for a thing that can literally move wherever it wants it never goes near the doctor and joe unless it's like well no arrest. actually the cliffhangers i think we've got about three cliffhangers which is oh the killer machines started wobbling again the best one was the gun uh, episode 5 end of episode 5 yeah yeah that was good Oh, there was a really good crossfade, really well directed, where it's the Doctor and then it goes into the Master's Master. Face. Yes, I saw that one. I thought that was really good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. So, yeah, then with the missile, oh, yeah, Yates gets a good bit because he goes off on the motorbike and goes and chases and has his, has his moment. And, I kind of uh, forgot about him, though. Well, and then again, yeah, it's, there's so much going on actually in it's this a story. Lot. Did the Brigadier have a holiday? I don't think so. Because he's missing in an episode. He's not in, like, episode two, I don't think, or three. Mm, There's definitely know. one where I feel like we've had a lot of Joe and Doctor in the prison time, and I remember thinking, I don't think the Brigadier... Like, this has all been in the prison, the Brigadier's at mm. base. I don't know. They are pretty separate. Well, Joe goes off, is off on her own for a bit. Yeah. Everyone's separated. But I feel bit. like there was a long time when they were just at the prison and it was just the Dr. Joe and all the things that were going on there. Hmm. And the Brigadier wasn't in at all. Oh, well, you can't... Yeah, maybe you just focus on the prison and then focus on the missile stuff. And Yeah, but I, yeah, I wondered whether he was on holiday. Oh, no, I don't think so. We don't really have holidays anymore. nowadays. No, it's not no. part of the production anymore. <laughs> oh. More helicopter, though, in this. Yeah, they yes. love a helicopter. Well, so I was reading up about this on TARDIS Wiki. Yeah. And so... The, where are we, Mark, by the way? Oh, no! 
I'm sorry, everyone. I forgot the location. We're in the prison, of course we are. Been locked up. You could have said we were on the helicopter. <laughs> I've used that helicopter sound so many times. <laughs> I, I, I was reading about this, and so apparently this went way over budget, supposedly, because they booked a real helicopter, right? And so the director was like, never asked to come back again because it went so <laughs> over budget. But I was thinking, if it's to do with the helicopter, how many helicopters have we had? Are they all been like stock helicopters? Have they actually been helicopters where it's not gone up and we've just... Do you know what I mean? That oh, being yeah. on the ground. There like, was one bit where actual... they definitely weren't but off ground. No, you yeah. know when it's that shot of like... Joe and the Doctor looking yeah. down at the end. But you see Joe and the Doctor get in, in and, go and go up. up. So maybe that was the expensive shot that went over budget. So they actually... Had... Because I think before, you know, like Enemy of the World yeah. and stuff... Maybe they've just been on the ground pretending and not. Maybe yeah, it's cheaper think, yeah. to just make it spin on the ground than go up. Well, you wouldn't have to pay like, for a... Well, Fury uh, from the Deep. I don't know. I just feel like you've done helicopters so much. Like, yeah. if that's your problem, then... If that's your limit. <laughs> that said, though, for that one, the one you just mentioned... Enemy of the World. Enemy of the World, you weren't paying for the Avractor because it was Patrick Troughton. Oh, yeah, so they saved a magic chariot so they could afford a real helicopter. Yeah. But here, they couldn't. Mm, yeah. Maybe. You weren't well, paying. Because it was a longer episode. Actually. I don't know. I mean, you've got It was a of... longer episode, but Patrick Charlton was the hero and anti hero of mm. the story. So that helped. Maybe. Maybe that was it. This was really, really good. Um, I think we've gone through sort of like the main points. Any other sort of points that stood out for you? No, I mean, I enjoy. It wasn't in my top, but I did enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> don't you say that about all of them? No, I don't, because like it's you know, Keys, it's yet. not a Keys of Marinus. No. Do you know oh, what I mean? No, not Keys of Marinus. And uh, I still feel like <laughs> is it too much if we don't mention Keys of Marinus? I feel that hasn't come up I for mean, a while. I think the problem that maybe we've got is you, okay, you've got the unit people. You've got like Benton and Yates and. Corporal Bell, possibly, if you remember her, and the master. <laughs> but we you know, we don't have our sort of, you know, Barnum, and then you always have, there's like, I mean, I can't even remember the prison warden's name or that the doctor. doctor. They're not ones that really are like, oh, we really want to talk about them because they're like really interesting. Yeah. Okay, you've got like Chin Lee. Yeah. But she's not, she's only in a few episodes. Yeah. She's not like, hasn't made that impact that others have. No. We haven't had an impact. And we haven't, we didn't last time really. No. So I think I think that's the element that's missing for me at the moment. I mean, if we didn't have the master and we were just going off that machine, this would be an incredibly well, boring thing. And story. It's not an interesting prop. No, to I said watch. it kind of reminded me of a Dalek, like a really mini Dalek. Or it had like Chumbly? or a ch- no, because no. Chumbly's are lovely. Um, <laughs> but like, it was the same sort of like oblongy shape, and it had a thing on the front of it. It's really odd because they must have. I don't know when they designed it. Because he's got to pick it up at the end. Barnum's got to pick it up yeah. and take it. It's a bit cumbersome to do that. But it's got to be big enough to be a threat. But also, I didn't really like the wibbly-wobbly effect where no. it, the whole picture just sort of went... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't it, was, know. it was odd. I feel like they could have designed something a little bit. It's a thing. I didn't feel like it was no, that because threatening. Because actually, you saw... Okay, it, it was really interesting at the beginning with the rats and the drowning. You're like, oh, okay. And then yeah. when the Doctor sees something and the Master... But then later on, they don't even bother with that. You don't see... No. You know, what would Joe... What is Joe seeing when it's attacking them? What are the thing? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and the dragon is a bit of an odd random yeah, thing yeah. to have a dragon walking around suddenly. It gets you interested at the beginning of the story, but by the end, they've sort of forgotten about that. And they're like, oh, let's just make it wibbly-wobbly and... They collapse. If it was, if that was just a story, and it was about like 
you know, stopping this thing from existing or I don't know. And then like someone's, I don't know, but like the master makes it. Yeah, definitely. And he's not in it so much. I mean, he gets away, you know, and he gets away at the end. He kill he runs over Barnum. That was sad. I think Barnum is the is the sympathetic character of this for, for me this yeah. time. And I mean, he's in the beginning and the end again. He's, he's the sad character I remember the most from it. And also, I keep thinking of the guy who's the greatest show. PG. You think of Hugh Jackman, do you? No, <laughs> who's the is it the, in the the real life? Is it P.T. Barnum? Barnum? Yeah, but isn't the Greatest Showman based on Barnum? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you say Which Barnum, I think of Greatest Show. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Great. I mean, that's all I can think of, really. It's it's fine. It's not in my top. It's not in my bottom. I think people like it. I think fans like enjoy yeah. it and appreciate it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. The Master's great. I enjoyed it for The Master. Okay. Would you like to see The Master back yes. next time again? Yeah, I think like he's really making this season. So, it's definitely changed the dynamic. It's definitely... It's, yeah, it's sort of like, like given the Doctor a real equal. Well, the next story is called The Claws of Axos. Oh, okay. And it's four episodes. Okay, cool. Great. So what are you? What are your predictions? What would you like? Um, predictions. Is this going to be on Earth? I wonder whether it'll be near sea. Maybe near, near sea. Near the sea, Okay. <laughs> near the sea well let's hope for the sea next yeah. time <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, oh, I was going to say about when I met um, Yates and Benton and Joe and everyone. I'll do save that next time next I'll save time. that next time we've got plenty of time but we'll do some more stories next time we talked about prisoners and serial killers too much this week yeah some editing to do there <laughs> and um, hopefully well we'll see if we're together oh we should be together recording next time together. as well together <laughs> Um, hopefully our schedules will will calm down again yeah Uh, okay well okay we will see you next week for the Claws of Axos you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho get in touch what would be on your what would you see if the Keller machine came and got you let us know (laughs) let's have a discussion about it let's all share our fears let's share our fears (laughs) (laughs) why not (laughs) (laughs) And you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash two watch who. Great. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, I just want to do a bit of an ending. No. Okay. No, you do it. You didn't uh, do your intro. What should we do? What should we do? Um, I don't know, love. Uh, well, okay, we better get out of the prison then. Yeah. And But avoid the Keller machine. Yeah, unless it finds us. Yeah, unless it will. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Watch who?